The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this Wednesday edition, and we want to uh, take time. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 119 as we continue, and actually we're going to start our session today with the theme verse for this podcast. We're in Psalm 119. We're going to be in verse 105. Now, as we mentioned, that um, Psalm 19, 119 has been broken up by the Hebrew alphabet, and uh, 119 starts with the Hebrew word noon. It would be the best way to put it. Probably the best transliteration would be R letter N. Psalm 119, verse 105, uh, David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 106, I have sworn and I will perform it and I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I err not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. So we look at this section of scripture, and what we see is what many of us would probably find ourselves at some point in our life, if not right now. And I will say that in the last couple of years with COVID and all the other things going on, it, it, our mindset, the mindset of church, the mindset of people, understandably has changed over the last couple of years. And we just it's just a perplexing time in American history. But I'm guessing that many of us have found ourselves in a scenario very similar to what David's describing in these few verses. And what we see really is David talks. He says in verse uh, 107, I am afflicted very much. Um, so he talks a lot about the fact that he is just, he's overwhelmed, he's overwhelmed. Now he was in circumstance again by enemies trying to get him, but really the, the cause of the overwhelming circumstance is not necessarily the premise of the section of scripture here that we look at. It's just the fact that he was there. What we're going to see in the next couple of minutes is not what put David in his perplexing circumstance. Uh, we're going to see his response to the circumstance, and that's kind of what we hope to look at. Where we find ourselves, you know, every one of us are going to find ourselves in a different circumstance because we have different family dynamics, we have different work dynamics, we have, have different financial, all these other different dynamics. Some people, have, friends of mine, have had to move out of the area due to COVID. Uh, <clears throat> some find themselves in very precarious scenarios due to their health. Um, some have lost work, things of that nature. And, and uh, I see di- different circumstances where some people find themselves in rough. Some people have seen God really work and you know change jobs, things like that for them. And so everybody's gonna see themselves in a very different circumstance. So the, what we look at today is not necessarily where we are, how we got there. What we're gonna see is how do we respond to the circumstance? I'm gonna start with verse 105. Uh, he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Again, all of one, chapter 119, focus because his attention on the Bible, on God's word, God's law, whatever term you use, in, in relation to how I should live. And so we see that again in this verse. But uh, the reason, and again, our theme verse for this uh, podcast, and the reason that we use this is I want you to understand something. Thy word, the word of God, his truth, his teaching, is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. So the first thing we see is that it is the guide. This is the guy that I need to, to live my life, to be a good Christian, to do what I want to do, to do what I believe God wants me to do, to be able to be all that I desire to be in the Lord and to grow to be what I hope to be. The Word of God is that guide. It is that lamp. It is that 
bit of direction that I need. But interestingly enough, as we look at the scripture, he describes this direction as a lamp and a light unto my path. Now, why lamp? Now, obviously, your lamp is an Old Testament form of illumination. In today's day and age, we would say a flashlight. Uh, many of us would grab our cell phone and we would just then glance out and turn on the flashlight and go. Uh, we go outside and at nighttime, which right now feels like it's about noon, but around five o'clock, and you need a flashlight. Uh, and But what you know is when you use that flashlight, you're going to have illumination, you're going to have direction, but it's going to be limited. That light can only give you so much direction. And so here's the key when you look at this. The Word of God gives me direction, but it's not necessarily going to tell me what's going to be like next year. What's going to happen and what's my life going to be like by July of this year? Uh, where, am I, where are my kids going to be in 10 years? What is life going to look like? How's my work going to be? Many times what we hope the Word of God will do, what God will do, will help us and kind of solidify where we're going to be. Lord, let me know where I'm going to be 10 years from now or a year from now. And that's not God's plan. God's plan is to say, I will help you and guide you to today. And tomorrow, through the circumstances, key is, he said, sufficient to the days of evil love. God gave us enough grace for today sufficient to the days the evil thereof. God gave me enough to deal with what's going on today, and then when I wake up tomorrow, he'll give me enough grace for tomorrow. And then that. It, it, we get so consumed with long-term that we forget just to live in the grace that God's given us today and to follow him today. And that's really what he's saying. I, you know, we have to live, one, one, one friend of mine called it lamp living. I have to live today and tomorrow, and I just keep going. And I, I have to be content. Some people really want to know what the long-term plan for their life is, what God's going to do. They have big decisions to make, and, and God has chosen to not give them that information and just minimal. As hard as that is, it is something that we need to embrace and say, this is where God has us, and hold on to God for that. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So by faith, I diligently seek him and wait for him. To guide me. But let's continue in the rest of the verses and see how David reacted uh, in his circumstance and how we can apply that. He says in verse 106, I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. He said, I have decided in the midst of these circumstances and I have chosen, Lord, this is what the word of God says, what the Bible says, and I will do what I can. To, I will decide to live right based upon the word of God in spite. Even though in verse 107, he's afflicted uh, he says in verse 108, he goes, accept, I beseech, accept the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. Notice, he says that in the midst of my circumstances, one, I'm going to choose, verse 106, I'm going to choose how I will act. In verse 107, I'm going to accept where I'm at. We're at verse 108, and then I will continue in worship. Lord, please accept the freewill offerings. Why freewill offerings? I'm not forced. It's not one of those, if I praise God, he'll solve my problem. It's not this quick crow pro or where if I can beg and I do this for God, God will do this for me. Lord, I don't, I'm here. I don't always understand it. But accept my worship to you. Accept my sacrifice. Accept my praise. Accept for the fact that even though I don't fully understand this, I will continue to worship you. He's choosing to trust God. He's choosing to worship God. He's choosing to live in, in, in God's sovereignty and letting him be in control. Verse 109 it says, my soul is continually in my hands, yet do not I forget thy law. He said, I continually, I will not forget your law, I will continue to follow. I feel like my life at any take and go, but I will continue to follow you. Verse 110, the wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I, yet I erred not from thy precepts. The wicked have laid a snare. Now, obviously, the wicked could, you know, Satan could be doing this, could be 
enemies of yours. It could be people who want to hurt you, people trying not to get you. It could be a lot of different things that could happen. You know one of the interesting things when, I, when you study, if you study Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. And one of the bits of armor it tells us to put on, um, it, the, a reason for it, it says that we escape the fiery darts of the wicked. And it's interesting that we've depicted, understandably so, we've depicted them as arrows and things of that nature. But if you look it up, uh, study one of the unique things about those darts. It's not necessarily that the armor was necessarily to protect from arrows killing them. The darts, fiery darts in, in that type of day, a military day, were created to um, set fires randomly around, okay? They shoot a dart and they start a brush fire here and they start a, a fire over here. And so the premise was, be careful as a warrior that you're so busy, can you put out this small fire, put out this small fire. And the premise of the fiery darts were not necessarily to kill you, they were just keep you so distracted on these other small fires that while you're putting out the small fires, the enemy can then devour you. That's the premise of that. So when we look at this, what we can see when we, when we see is that Satan, what he wants to do is he wants to distract us. He wants to keep us focused on our battles and our circumstances and this and not on God. And in doing that, we miss what Satan's really trying to do. So the key is to not allow these small things. He says, I'm choosing to keep my eyes on you and not on my circumstances. Verse 111, thy testimonies have I taken as inherited forever, for they are the rejoicing of thy heart. Thy testimony, what I know of you, that's what I'm going to trust in. Verse 112, I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. Lord, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what's, what you have for me, but I'm going to trust in you. To the end, however this ends, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to tell you that that sounds like a great thing to say, and it is a great thing to say, but I think we'd all agree that in the times where we are looking for God to move and it seems like he remains silent, that is not always the easiest thing to say. But it is the right thing to say. And it is a decision you have to make every morning. Lord, I'm here. I'd love to get somewhere else. I don't know where you're taking me. But until I know, I will incline my heart and I will do my best to stay, perform what you have me to do, and to do the best in it that I can. And that's really what we need to be striving for. It's easy to say, not always easy to do, but with the grace of God, we can do it. So I encourage you to keep your eyes on God and, and just embrace the grace for whatever he allows for you today. Don't be consumed with tomorrow or next week or next month because you don't know what God's going to do and he's only giving you the grace for today. So live in the grace that he's given you today. Embrace it appreciate it, decide to walk in it. And then tomorrow, whenever comes tomorrow, God will then give you the grace for tomorrow. Don't be so consumed with things about tomorrow that you can't do anything about. Keep your eyes on Jesus and live in his grace for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be part of your day this morning. I greatly appreciate the privilege to uh, teach the word of God, to speak into your lives, and I hope it's a help, hope it's an encouragement. Again, invite you to join us tonight, seven o'clock in person or online for the adult Bible study. We greatly appreciate the privilege we have to be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.